You are now listening to the Social Selling Podcast. Introducing your host, Daniel Disney. Let this be your playbook for social selling. Learn to paint a vivid picture with storytelling so compelling that they have to click. Build a brand that sticks. So listen up, we're about to give you all our tips and tricks. Let this be your playbook for social selling. Learn to paint a vivid picture with storytelling so compelling that they have to click. Build a brand that sticks. So listen up, Daniel Disney in the mix. They say that your net worth's your net worth, but you don't really know where to start first. No need to stress, learn from the best, every episode after the next. Step away from the ways that we used to sell. Nowadays, emails don't do so well. Cold calls getting wrote off. Oh no. But you can amplify that when you social sell. Daniel Disney will provide. What a guy. The ultimate LinkedIn sales guide. Daniel Disney will provide. What a guy. The ultimate LinkedIn sales guide. Let this be your playbook for social selling. Learn to paint a vivid picture with storytelling so compelling that they have to click. Build a brand that sticks. So listen up, we're about to give you all our tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. Damn, Daniel. Hello and welcome to the Social Selling Podcast with me, your host, Daniel Disney. This show is designed to bring you the latest, greatest tips, tricks, and strategies in the world of LinkedIn and social selling. First of all, I want to say a huge thank you to our two amazing sponsors. First of all, Gong.io, the biggest and best revenue intelligence platform. They help you capture customer interactions across calls, meetings, and emails, understand what's being said in those interactions, and deliver real-time insights that help you win more deals. So please make sure you go and check out Gong if you haven't already. And also Outreach, the biggest and best sales engagement platform out there. They help you drive efficient growth with every single interaction by making every customer-facing rep wildly productive, optimizing customer lifecycle for revenue fit, and collaborating securely at scale. So go and check out Outreach. Go and check out Gong. We're grateful for their support. And with that, let's dig in to today's episode. Welcome back to the Social Selling Podcast today. I am so excited to be chatting with someone from LinkedIn and not just anyone from LinkedIn, but probably one of the biggest personal brands that they have as a business. Uh, today, I am joined by the wonderful Wendy Van Gilst. Uh, and Wendy, we were on a, um, we were on a webinar quite recently. Uh, it was a really good webinar, actually, with a couple of other, uh, people on the panel with us discussing all things sort of sales and, and social selling. And I know sort of after that, we then uh, caught up on a, on a Zoom chat and we were just chatting about everything, social selling, LinkedIn and, and personal branding. And I know uh, that's kind of your real area of, uh, of passion. So thank you so much for, for joining me today. We're going to dig into all things LinkedIn and, and personal branding. But Wendy, I'd love it if you could give the, uh, the, the viewers and listeners a quick introduction into yourself um, and then what it was that kind of led you into the world of, of personal branding. Yeah, well, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, yeah, my name is Wendy. I work at LinkedIn as a client solutions manager for marketing solutions. So I help clients to advertise on the LinkedIn platform to hit their marketing objectives. And uh, besides of that, I have a, a big passion for personal branding. 
Uh, and that passion really comes from the fact that it brought me a lot of opportunities. It brought me actually where I am today. And I believe it can bring others the same. And um, because I'm so passionate about it and I want to give other people that opportunity as well. That's why I like to be very vocal about it. Um, so that's me today. Uh, I don't know if you want to dive into more a bit of history or or how do you want to? Yeah, so it'd be really great to understand um, your kind of career pre-LinkedIn, uh, what it was that led you to LinkedIn. And then I'd love to know what was that light bulb moment when you realized what a personal brand was and started to invest in yours and, and what those sort of early steps were like. Yeah, so I um, I was actually working in retail and fashion uh, around seven, eight years ago. And um, it is a very niche um, industry to work in as well. I mean, the opportunities you have are limited and it, it, it has nothing directly to do with marketing. So I was in that way a bit stuck in working in that industry which was fine, but I, it felt like I wasn't in the right place at that time. So I, I did a, a part-time study in marketing and communications. And at that time, social media was starting to, to, be, to become a bit bigger and, and started to have a bit of an impact on the world, especially on businesses and also on retail and fashion. So um, I figured out that using social media was a great way to attract more clients to my shops. And it helped me to hit my targets and, and, and sell more clothes, so to say. Um, so I was really enjoying that part. And it was moving me even further away from fashion and retail. And I was pretty sure I wanted to have a career in marketing because I was so interested in the whole social part and how it was developing the world. Uh, at that time, my, my husband made the decision, not of course without me, we made the decision together, but he uh, got a job in Dublin. Um, and he started to work in the IT industry. And to me, that felt like the biggest opportunity of my life to get out of the retail, move into B2B environment. Hopefully in the future, I was hoping to move into marketing, but at least make the step to B2B and uh, the IT industry to find out how it all works and, and to understand processes and basically to reskill myself and become a professional in that, in that area. So I was, um, I was hired by a, a large IT company at that time. And that IT company um, was giving me an opportunity to really start at the, the beginning of the buying cycle. So I was doing cold calling. <laughs> and that, of course, if, if I think about it now, it was one of the best things that happened to me. But at that time, it was so new. And, and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I need to pick up the phone and start to call random people and have a conversation about their challenges. And so it, it didn't feel very natural to me. But on the other hand, I did understand the process. So I was thinking of a way to make my job easier and to hit my targets faster. And I started to send out emails to people, not knowing that it was a thing. I just thought if I send them a nice message and I say, hey, can we have a chat next Wednesday at three o'clock? They were replying and they were actually saying, no, I would prefer Thursday at five. <laughs> and and I, had, I had a meeting booked. So instead of calling them just at random times, I had meetings booked to give them a call and actually have that conversation. And I also realized when I was sending those emails, they were checking my LinkedIn profile, of course. Mm -hmm. 
So I thought if I have some content there that helps them to understand what the conversation will be about, they will be better prepared. So funny enough, it worked. And I was hitting my targets and I was having meetings and nice conversations and growing my network. And I thought, if this works for me, it works for my colleagues as well. So why should other people not do this as well? So I started to set up like mini workshops within the company to train other salespeople on what I was doing, which was so basic, but it worked. Um, that was picked up by the marketing department of the company. And uh, long story short, they offered me a role in marketing. And that's where the real marketing career started. Um, and I was involved in their social selling program. And, and, and I was growing as a professional like crazy at that time because it was new. And, and I was testing everything and, and having that opportunity in a large company managing more than a thousand sales navigator licenses. Well, you will learn fast if you do it that way. Um, so that was that was great. And um, years later, I realized that's where my personal brand started because that's where I was becoming aware of the fact that I could use my own brands and my LinkedIn profile to, first of all, get me uh, to hit my target, then to get a, a job into marketing. And, and after that, it helped me to get another job in another company and make steps in my career. And I always said when I moved to Dublin, seven or eight years ago, I want to work at LinkedIn. And two years ago, because of my personal brand, no, already three years ago, it got me the job at LinkedIn because of my visibility, the type of content I was sharing and, you know, the, the full picture. And I think in every step of my career, it, it was the moment where I realized this happened because of my personal brand. So that, that is a bit of the story. And I think that is also what makes me so passionate about it, that if you have such a personal brand, uh, like we all have, and you put a bit of effort into it, it can bring you your dream job, basically. Oh, it really can. And I mean, LinkedIn is not an easy place to, to get a, a job at. And you'll be absolutely right. Your personal brand would have had a huge impact on that. Obviously, you still need to have the experience, the the knowledge and everything to apply to it. But, you know, we're in a a hyper competitive world, not just the salespeople, but also anyone who's trying to get a job. We are going up against so many more candidates now. And unfortunately, you know, the, uh, the effects of 2020 are going to ripple out for, for months to come where any job, you know, recruiters are going to have piles of CVs of, of people applying. And if you want to stand out, a personal brand is one of the best ways to, to do so. Have a good profile, have a good presence online, be sharing content of value so that when a recruiter or an employer, hiring manager sees your CV or sees your name come up and they do their research, which a lot of employers now do, they will look at your LinkedIn profiles, they will look online at your digital footprint. You want to make sure it's making a, a positive um a positive impression. It must be quite an experience. And I, I kind of know this, obviously not from working at LinkedIn, but from visiting LinkedIn's offices, how exciting it is being someone who's been a fan of LinkedIn and obviously used it a lot. What was it like when you first started at LinkedIn? That must've been quite an exciting uh, moment. Yeah, I was really excited. Um, like I said, it was a dream coming true uh, because um, I was like you, a big fan of the platform. And, and I was a big fan because of the whole personal branding opportunity it gave me because the platform is working so well. And on the other side, it was also a great place for me because from an advertising perspective, I was using it as a marketer on a daily basis to, to generate leads and to work on the brand of the companies I worked for. 
So from two places, it felt very perfect. Mm -hmm. So yes, stepping into the LinkedIn office and being part of the amazing culture that LinkedIn has, yeah, felt like in a way it was, I was really excited. And in a way I was like, okay, this is home because this is what, this is so in line with what I want to do and what I stand for, that it's it's the perfect place to be. Well, I think there's, um, I want to sort of, take this conversation in a different angle in a minute but i'd like to finish off we'll just share some of your top tips around personal branding but obviously your role now is helping companies utilize things like sponsored ads on linkedin helping marketing departments really maximize their reach engagement and obviously lead generation and that's an area i get asked about a lot now my experience and and focus is on the organic stuff so you know people utilizing organic reach but i would love to get some of your insights as well into into how companies and, and your customers uh, and prospects are leveraging things like sponsored and paid ads to generate, you know, even greater results. But before we get into that, just to finish on personal branding, what would you say your kind of top tips uh, and maybe some of the mistakes you see or missed opportunities you see people, you know, um, not capitalizing on LinkedIn at the moment? And what do you think people should be focusing on? I think the most important one is to be personal um, because that's where people really get to know you. So your post, for example, from last week, you, you had your son's birthday. Um, the fact that you were sharing something personal gave us all a little of a sneak peek of what's happening with you as a person and things you care about. And what I found out was by um, sharing my own experience. So I was working as a marketer and I was sharing what I was testing and what I was trying and what works and what doesn't work. And I was testing new products by sharing my own opinion people really start to get to know me and it happens quite often that people say it feels like I already know you because I see your face in the video I hear your voice in the podcast um so it, it's much more engaging than sharing uh, an, a third-party article by just putting it out there and you can make that personal as well of course yeah. by putting in an extra a bit of text that explains why you're sharing it so that is the first step to be to become more personal and i know not everybody has the ambition to stand in front of a camera or to record a podcast or doesn't have the time to do so but i really would say if if you start to build a personal brand try to put in personal pieces that help people to get to know you and to to start to trust you for who you are and and who you want to be well, people buy from people, people hire people. And that people word, the personal word in, in personal brand is is a key part. Obviously, as you have done and, and I try to do, it's important to showcase you know, your knowledge, experience, insights in your industry to build that credibility and, and trust. Um, you, know, you can't just share personal stuff because that doesn't encourage or you know, put people in a position where they're willing to buy from you. But if you can get that sort of balance right where you're sharing the professional relevant industry stuff, but in a value giving way, match that with personal based content. Let people see you as a human being. They don't want to see you as another salesperson. They don't want to see you as just another, uh, you know, job applicant in the pile of, of everyone else. They want to see you as an individual. What makes you different? Um, what makes you human? And that breaks down a lot of those trust barriers. It's a really, really, um, a good sort of tip. Do you think, I know some people struggle with that. Do you have any sort of tips to people who maybe aren't used to it, who haven't 
been someone, I mean, you know, for people that don't use social media all the time, who don't have a big presence on Facebook, Instagram, who feel, you know, comfortable sharing everything they do for someone who might be new to, to kind of using social, what would be some of your uh, tips for them? Uh, yeah. So the, the most important tip I would say is um, try to share your own experience. So uh, people say I'm, I'm a professional, but I'm not an expert. So I can, I'm not the right person to share that because people are not going to trust me because I'm not the expert that I should be to build that trust. We all have our own story and our own experience. So if you write from your own experience, and to give an example, I wrote an article about my first week at LinkedIn mm-hmm. or um, what happened after I returned back to work after my maternity leave. Those are personal experiences. It has nothing to do with being an expert or not, because it's what I experienced at that time. That's where people get to know you. And that is very personal. And then there's, of course, the next step where you're still being personal, not as personal as in those two examples. That's where you share, for example, um, my experience with advertising. I was advertising for an IT company, and I was doing that on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And I was sharing in an article what works across those different channels and what doesn't work. It was my own experience. I was not saying you should be doing A, B, and C. I was saying I did this, this, and this, and it brought me there, there, and there. Yeah. So um, I'm not an expert. I'm sharing my experience at that point. So I think that helps if you keep in mind that there's no way you can be wrong because mm-hmm. it's your experience and it's what you see in the market then it maybe gives people more confidence to do it because they they don't have to put the label on themselves being an expert. They can say, okay, maybe I'm not an expert, but I do have experience and I'll share that with you. And I think that is a win-win situation. It highlights a really good point in that anyone can, anyone, everyone has a personal brand, but anyone can build a big personal brand. You don't have to be an expert. If you, you've got experience, share that experience. If you don't have experience, share your journey in acquiring that experience. I see great entry-level salespeople, SDRs, building these amazing personal brands, not because they're telling people what to do, because they don't know that, but because they're sharing their journey. They're sharing what they're trying, what's working, what's not working. And that open book type of approach, you know, builds a better brand than someone who goes on trying to be an influencer or trying to be the expert and telling people what to do. Um, As you've rightly said, share your stories, uh, professional, personal, let people get to see you as a person. Um, But we all have experience or we're all gaining experience as we go. And a personal brand is literally like opening the curtains, like opening the door to your world and, and letting people get to get to know you and build that sort of digital relationship. Um, really, really great insights, Wendy. And obviously you were just sort of then going back to the sort of paid advertising point and something that I'm massively fascinated by. Obviously companies leverage it well. Each platform is, is very different. You know, Facebook ads are going to be completely different to LinkedIn ads. Um, what is some of your experience sort of pre-LinkedIn and obviously now that you're actually at LinkedIn in, in using paid advertising? Because I know it's something a lot of companies spend a lot of money on and don't get good results by. Um, what were your sort of experiences in first using it and, and, you know, up to where you are now? Yeah, I think it's um, one of the most common, most common mistakes is that people put up an ad and then they sit and wait until the leads are coming in because we're paying, so we expect to get something back. That's not the way it works. 
it's 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 not going to happen that you're going to put an ad in front of somebody and they're like, oh yeah, let's give them my email address. Why not? People want to know first of all who's that company. They want to know why should I do that. Uh, they want to know why should I leave it or get in contact with that company versus the other competitors. So there's a lot of steps before somebody feels enough trust to actually share their details. So what is really important when you start to think about advertising is, first of all, who are the people I want to reach? Do they know me or do they not know me? Um, are they willing to buy a product right now or are they in a completely different phase? So understand what, where are they in the buying journey, so to say. And then understand that once you start to run campaigns on LinkedIn, I mean, we can talk about this for hours, but I'm going to give now the very simple version of, of best practice. Um, it is important to first do a bit of branding, to build that trust. Very similar to personal branding, it's, it's the same with companies. We want to understand what a company stands for. What are their values? What is their mission? What is their vision? Why, why are why is that company the best company to eventually invest into and, and buy products from? So it's really important when you start to advertise that you do a bit of branding to build that trust with people. And from the moment they get to know you, and there are, of course, tons of ways to measure that. I'm not going to go into that. But from the moment you've built that bit of trust, that's where you can start to move to the next phase of the funnel. And in the next phase, you're going to focus more on, on giving something and ask for a small bit in return. So think of ebooks, white papers, gated content that is helping people throughout their buying journey to understand what are my possibilities, what are the trends that are coming up, what is changing in the world, uh, what are the challenges I have that other companies have as well, that, um, that I can solve with specific solutions. You're not even talking about selling a product, but you're really helping your prospect. And then once you know that people have seen that, then you move to the phase where you start to generate leads. And we know that on average, um, a buyer needs to see 10 pieces of content before they're ready to have a quality conversation with a salesperson. So that means from an advertising perspective that you need to keep in mind that you build that funnel. So you take people through the different steps. And also that you show enough different pieces of content that they are prepared to have that quality sales conversation that they're going to have at the end of the funnel. So that is, again, in a nutshell. Um, but what people often do is focusing on lead generation right away. And then they come back and say, well, I don't get any leads or they're too expensive or, you know, there's, there's tons of reasons why it doesn't work. And I always tell them it's not about just generating leads out of the blue. It's about building that funnel, building the trust, and take them through the steps so they are ready to have that conversation. You find, and that that's amazing insights, Wendy. I, from a lot of the companies I work with, I would say the majority do exactly what you said. They will put money into into advertising and literally just promote a products, not get anything in return, and then declare that it doesn't work. Um, do you find? What sort of companies do you find are the most effective when it comes to this? Do you think companies need to have a big marketing team or do they need to have prior experience with ads or are they the type of companies that, you know, bring in support or external agencies to do it? What's your kind of experience with the landscape of the companies that get it right? Uh, There's not one type of company that is doing it right. Um, it's the type of companies who understand the buying journey of their prospects and customers. So it's the type of company that thinks about the prospect and not thinks about their own 
what do we have in-house to do a campaign? So they start to think from the, the prospect's perspective and what is it that they need and create content based on their needs versus, oh, we want to do a campaign and we think this is nice and this is nice. And oh yeah, we also need to put something on LinkedIn. You know what? We just reshape the the, the ad format and then we move it to LinkedIn. So it's it's really the companies who are focusing on their prospect. And I, I know a couple of companies that have brilliant agencies that are doing an amazing job and have full funnel campaigns that are definitely best practice. Mm-hmm. I also work with companies that have people in-house that are real experts and that have a lot of time to focus on this and, and put a lot of passion into it. Both can work as long as you understand that it's not about you or the, the agency or it's about the prospect. And, and that is the most important element. So for a company, I imagine there will be um, sort of companies listening to this or, or watching this who have never done it before, have been interested in doing it, but didn't really know what sort of route to take. What would be your advice to a company that's never done any paid or sponsored advertising on LinkedIn? Um, what would you suggest would be their first steps to, to getting started? Well, the most important one is who's the audience? So figure out who do you want to reach? Yeah. And um, especially smaller companies with smaller budgets, um, make a decision and focus on that audience for a longer period of time. So instead of spreading your budget across multiple audiences and all touch them one or t- once or twice, say, okay, we have a small audience. Yes, we are aware. So we cannot reach the whole world. And we might not be able to reach all the people we want to. But out of all the people we want to reach, this part of the audience is the most important one for us because they're in a specific industry or, you know, th- th- there could be tons of reasons why you want to focus on that audience. But I assume it's the audience where you can get the most money from. So focus on that audience with that smaller bit of budget that you have for a longer period of time. So really start to build that funnel for that one specific audience. Because mm-hmm. again, if you spread it widely, it's, it's not going to have an impact. So better than focusing on a small group Go into the campaign manager. Once you start to build your audience, the tool will show you what you should be spending to reach that audience. So it's an advice, it's a forecast, and what you can expect to get out of it. If you feel like it's too expensive, make your audience a bit smaller. If you feel like I can reach more people because I have more budget, make it a bit larger. But keep in mind that you need to have a whole funnel and work over a period of maybe six to eight months because the average uh, buying cycle is at least six months. So measuring success takes six months to, to say this works or doesn't work. It's good to manage expectations. And I think that time frame is, is a lot more realistic. Again, I think companies expect instant results. And I've spoken to a few that, you know, have chucked hundreds, if not thousands of pounds on, on sponsored ads and had a very short term vision of, right, I want leads tomorrow or by the end of the week. And you're right. If they don't know your company, that's, that's not going to work. Um, so really amazing insights. Quite curious though. So obviously we've talked about two key things today. Do you find those things connect? So when you're working with your customers who are you know, generating their results through sponsored ads, do you also recommend that their teams, uh, not just marketing, but obviously the wider company, um, build and, and leverage personal brands? And does that have a positive knock-on effect then of what the sponsored ads do because of the sort of dual awareness piece and, and reaching more people? Yeah, absolutely. There are two elements where there's, first of all, a very strong connection. If the C-level team of a company has a very strong personal brand, mm-hmm. there's a good chance they already reached a large part of your prospects. Yep. 
because they have a large audience and large follower base. And because they're thought leaders in the industry, they're already influencing all the prospects that you try to reach, or at least a part of them, the ones that they reach, depending on how big their follower base is. So there is, first of all, a strong connection. And the second of all, when marketing is handing over leads to the sales colleagues and, and, and they have strong personal brands, the conversation is going to be easier as well. And chances are that uh, once a salesperson is going to reach out, they will have, um, people will trust them more than salespeople who don't have a personal brand. So I think you can generate amazing leads as a marketing team. And yes, part of it will be closed anyway, but part of it still needs work. And it's the salespeople with the strong brands that will close those deals versus the salespeople who might lack a personal brand. I'm not saying they won't close anything at all, of course, but there will be a difference in the results. Yeah. So it's, it's helping each other and it's making each other stronger. And then on the other hand, there's also a massive opportunity for marketing to support sales from a, a prospect perspective. So instead of letting all your salespeople doing cold calls, why not support that with a campaign? So you already warm up the audience, so the conversation is going to be easier for them. So there's, there's all different ways how this is connecting, of course. Uh, but those are a couple of examples where it works really well. Really good ones. I think something I thought about years and years ago, LinkedIn seems to have bridged marketing and sales, I think, in a way that they've never been brought together before. I think LinkedIn, social selling, personal branding, it brings marketing and, and sales closer than they've ever been. And obviously, you know, not easy for a lot of companies, but when done right, that relationship should become really strong. There's a lot of ways they can work together. Salespeople need to help the marketing department create the right type of content for their prospects and customers. Marketing need to start working with salespeople to help them become good content creators, to help them build their personal brands. Um, and like you say, from an awareness piece as well, to help boost the, the name out there in a positive way so that when the sales team are calling and um, reaching out to them, they know them. I, I want to sort of pull back to something you said at the very start of this through your sort of early stages of building your personal brand, but it's a really powerful point. When you started to speak to prospects and customers, they already knew who you were, same as when you went for your jobs and, and obviously going into, into LinkedIn because you had that personal brand. They know you. It's no longer a cold call. You're no longer having to spend the first five, 10, 15 minutes explaining who you are. You've already done that. People know that. And actually they're excited to speak to you. And as a salesperson, when you can go to a prospect and instead of having to try and justify your call, they're turning to you and saying, oh, really excited to talk to you today. Loved your post last week. Uh, or, you know, again, from an example, you know, for, for me, when you share those personal stories, you know, I speak to prospects and they'll be like, oh, Dan, how was your son's birthday? Did he have a good time? That is such a, a much warmer conversation to have than a lot of the cold ones that the salespeople often have. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes it more fun as well. Because nobody likes to do the chit chat when you don't really know <laughs> what to talk about. I mean, that's awkward. It is. Yeah. It is. And like you say, that's the key thing, I think, with you know, a, a good personal brand is, is finding that balance. You want them to respect you and, and have, you know, give you credibility for your place in the industry, uh, for the you know, company you work with, the products and service that you sell. But you also want them to see you as a human being, as someone that they want to talk to, get to know with, and, and obviously, hopefully, work with um, work with in the future. So honestly, Wendy, I mean, I, 
hadn't quite planned this to go into the sponsored ad space, but I think that's, I know that's something a lot of people ask me for, which is not something I'm experienced in. And I think you've provided some amazing insights and maybe I'll be able to uh, convince you to come back on for a future episode and we'll dig into it a bit deeper because I think a lot of companies struggle with that and aren't utilizing. I mean, people aren't utilizing personal brands, the potential that sits within them and they're not utilizing the potential that sits within paid sponsored ads when done right, you know, Uh, amazing results. So hopefully I'll be able to get you back. Um, what were some of your sort of top tips? You know, we've, this is 2020. We've had a crazy year. We're getting close to 2021. Um, for all the, the viewers and, and listeners uh, watching and listening to this episode, what are some of your top tips for people to get started on right now to get more from LinkedIn? Um, so first of all, check your profile and see what it looks like. Is it complete? Is it still up to date? Uh, I think people are checking you out now even more often than they used to. Where we used to have face-to-face meetings, they're now checking you while they're having a conversation with you. Uh, and secondly, um, yeah, start to to think of how you can stand out. I mean, there's there's hundreds, not even thousands, of sales professionals out there, marketing professionals out there. You name it. What makes you different? And and the main thing that makes you different is your personal story. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that makes you unique in, in who you are. Um, so I would say find that, that spot. What, what is it that makes you unique from a personal perspective? What can you bring? And, and how can you build that personal relationship with people because they start to know you? Everyone's different. And Wendy, I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, you know, you need to show people why they should buy from you. Or if you're trying to get a job, why should they hire you over the other applicants? What makes you different? What makes you the right choice for them? And a personal brand is one of the best opportunities you have of, of helping people see that before you even speak to them. So totally agree. Um, start tapping into your stories. Don't try and be someone else. Don't try and be something you're not. Don't try and pretend to be the expert. Just be you. Share your stories, share your knowledge, and you'd be amazed at how many people you know want to follow that. So um, Wendy, honestly, an amazing episode. Thank you so much for uh, spending your time with me today and sharing amazing personal branding insights and amazing um, sort of pay LinkedIn advertising insights as well. For anyone who's not already following Wendy, please head over to uh, to LinkedIn and make sure you're uh, following her. Content is amazing. Actually, I, I get a lot from your content, sort of LinkedIn updates and lots of great personal branding tips. Uh, and we will catch you on the next episode very soon. Take care. Damn, Daniel. 